It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 446 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is August 15th, 2023. And the San Diego Padres, they are about to enter game two of this long homestand, game two of this Baltimore Orioles series. Game one last night, obviously they lost four to one. The Miami Marlins won. So the Padres, they went from five and a half games back starting the day yesterday to now six and a half games back in the wild card. Apologies to those that are watching on YouTube. No, I don't have the camera again today. Again, it's not technically mine. Um, so my mom is actually using that right now because she's, you know, working. So you're just going to have to deal with regular laptop camera. Um, hopefully that's okay because I have the mic. So hopefully you can hear me there. Um, but there's a lot to discuss, obviously. Talking about yesterday's game and where the Padres stand, the Padres' future. And there are some interesting comments that are circulating and kind of went viral yesterday that uh, I posted and some other people posted on social media regarding a former Padre talking about how the Padres treated one of his other former teammates that was on the Padres with him. So we will get to that. Um, hopefully those in the comments are doing well. If you want to join the show, you can click that link that is pinned up at the top of the chat. As always, love giving Padres fans the opportunity to join the show if they want to. And you can 
Use that super chat button. Click that dollar sign in the comments if you want to make sure I get to your comment or your question. That's that super chat button there. Uh, it puts you right up to the front of the line, and it makes it very easy for me to see your comment, your question, and it supports the channel as well, so I appreciate that. You can use code TALKINGFRIARS, $20 off your SeatGeek order. There's going to be seats available. Um, maybe not tomorrow for the giveaway, but there's going to be seats available. There was no sellout last night, and we can get to that here in a little bit. Um, and breakingtea.com, click that link in the description. Great San Diego Sports Swag, Padres, Aztecs, Wave. Let's get to this Padres-Orioles game from last night. Baltimore wins 4-1, obviously. G-Man Choi, before the game, he was placed on the IL. And it was a left rib strain. Ben Gamble was called up. I'm not freaking out over this. I already think the Padres season is over. I don't think that they're going to make the postseason. I don't think that they're obviously going to go all the way. And G-Man Choi, it's not like he was really helping this Padres team anyway. He did not have a single hit with the Padres yet. Not a big sample size, seven games, six starts, I believe, but still hasn't produced. And last night, it was a cool moment to see Garrett Cooper hit a home run, but the Baltimore Orioles did that same thing. And those were two different home runs. Garrett Cooper's was center field. That ball was crushed. And I think it was Ryan O'Hearn with Baltimore. His was a Petco porch home run. Like that was maybe a fly out in some other ballparks. And it ended up going out at Petco. Both were solo home runs. The big difference was Baltimore having a big fifth inning, three-run inning there. Darvish, I think, loaded the bases. There was a walk. There was a couple singles. And then Gunnar Henderson comes through with the bases loaded, one out, and he doubles down the left field line. Now, that ball was a pop-up. I thought Darvish made a pretty good pitch there. It wasn't a terrible located pitch i don't think it was down and away just looking at it right now breaking ball down and away and henderson it, it was placed perfectly down the line juan soto is not the fastest guy he's not the best guy defensively maybe tatis would have gotten to that ball maybe grish would have gotten to that ball if one of those guys were in left field in that spot and that's just baseball and that's just who the baltimore orioles have been this season and that's who the padres have not been able to be this season I was looking at Kevin Acey's Padres Daily Newsletter, which I think he does a great job on. I know there's a lot of Padres fans that aren't the biggest fans of Kevin Acey and all that. They want they like giving him crap. But some of the stats that him and San Diego Union Tribune, the research that they do that they bring up, I think it's pretty good. Um, and in his newsletter this morning, he was there's a chart about comparing the Padres and the Orioles offense and ERA as well but pretty much the offense. And then there was another one comparing like clutch situations. And you can see why the Orioles are where they are and why the Padres are where they are. You can't really see it in the first chart that he brings up. The average, the on-base percentage, the slugging percentage, OPS, home runs per game, runs per game, ERA, run differential per game. It's not a big difference between the Orioles, best team in the AL, and the Padres, a team that's probably not going to go make the postseason. The Orioles, a team that have outperformed expectations. The Padres have definitely, they're just not close to meeting expectations, right? And they haven't been all season long. Orioles average 251, Padres 239. On base percentage for the Orioles, 318. Padres 326. Orioles slug, 419. Padres 410. Those aren't big differences there. 
737 OPS for the Orioles, 736 for the Padres. Runs per game, it's not that huge. 4.87 for the Orioles, 4.55 for the Padres. Padres have had a better team ERA, 3.85 compared to the Orioles, 4.06. So like, it's not that big of a difference. You would say, okay, those are two pretty comparable teams. But when you look at the record, they're definitely not comparable. And I think it a lot comes down, a lot of it comes down to the second chart that Kevin posted here. Average close and late situations. I don't really know. I think that maybe is like seventh inning on and probably a, a close score, I would imagine, but I don't know what the the exact definition of a close score is, close and late. But the Orioles are hitting 259 in those situations. The Padres are hitting 198, 29th in baseball, sixth in baseball for the Orioles there. Average with one with runners in scoring position. The Orioles are third in baseball, 278. Padres are 29th at 232. Average when trailing in games. Orioles 258 average, ninth in baseball. Padres 213. Worst in baseball. Win-loss record in one-run games. The Orioles are third best in baseball at 22 and 11. The Padres are 6 and 19. Last in baseball, 30th. Win-loss record in extra innings. Obviously, we know the Padres are last because you have to be last. They haven't won an extra inning game. The Baltimore Orioles, on the other hand, 8-5, and five, they're 10th in baseball. So they're just in that top third. Like There's a difference there. Those close, clutch, important situations, the Padres have not been able to replicate the success that they had last year, this year. And the Orioles have been able to take advantage of those situations. So you look at these two teams, and it's like, well, what's the difference? You know, yesterday you're watching that game, and it was pretty close. You know, the Orioles, obviously, they had that one big inning, but I wasn't super impressed by, like, what Baltimore did. You could see why, like, there was a difference. Um, I think they had better at-bats, but Darvish got through seven innings in less than 90 pitches. He was pretty efficient there. So it wasn't super impressive, like, oh, they're really making you, Darvish, work. No, they just took advantage of, some uh, that big situation that they had where they had the bases loaded they were able to take advantage of that and the Padres have not been able to do that enough this season so Darvish goes seven innings four earned runs eight hits given up one walk six punch outs congratulations to Darvish I don't know how much this is going to get talked about because it's not that Padres fans don't care it's just that they care more about the state of the team and that the Padres aren't going to be in the postseason. Darvish, he became the all-time Japanese Major League Baseball strikeout leader. 1,919 strikeouts that he got to last night. Hideo Nomo, who I believe was, uh, is it, sorry, I don't want to mispronounce the name. Hideo Nomo or Hideo? I think it's Hideo Nomo. Anyway, um, he is now second on the Japanese strikeout list. And Masahiro Tanaka, he is third, obviously, pitched for the Yankees before, I believe, going back and pitching at home. wonder what he's up to because he was a pretty serviceable pitcher in the big leagues. But congratulations to Darvish there. As Bob Melvin told the media last night, the box score, the line on Darvish last night, I don't think that really shows how pretty good he pitched last night. 
it was just unfortunate that one inning where that one ball got land it landed perfectly down the left field line you know another night where the Padres don't use Josh Hader the guy has not been used in a week now today's Tuesday last time he was used was last Tuesday August 8th so I'm super happy that they didn't sell Josh Hader I'm super happy they decided to keep him on the roster because at least they're getting the most out of him right not gosh sometimes AJ Preller some things that he does it's just head scratching I I understood I knew that they weren't going to sell at the deadline because they just swept the Texas Rangers and who cares what was going to happen in that one game in Colorado like their mind was already set but it's like, come on, why are, we lo- why are we using one weekend series against the Rangers to determine the entire direction of the team? When you have a 100-plus game sample size before that Rangers series, that should be a better indicator, in fact, is a better indicator of how bad the Padres have been this season. And it's an indicator that yeah, this team's not going all the way. This team's probably not going to make the postseason. And I know they were closer to a wild card spot at that time, but even if they were going to make the postseason, how does AJ Preller think that they were going to go all the way this season? And that was the expectation going in. So if they weren't going to go all the way this season, then why are we wasting Blake Snell and Josh Hader's final months under contract with a team that isn't going anywhere? Right? So now they're going to get Nothing back for them except like draft picks, which aren't even going to be super high draft picks. And they're probably going to end up walking in free agency. So hopefully AJ Preller will enjoy that decision for years to come. He doesn't have prospects to have in the farm system to improve the farm system. He doesn't have major league talent, more major league talent. No. What did he do at the deadline? which I was fine with considering what they were going to do because I knew that they weren't going to sell. If they weren't going to sell and they were going to buy, then you make these marginal moves. But looking back on it, obviously, I was someone that thought that they should sell. And instead, they kept Snell, they kept Hater, who they they used like once a week. And they bring in G-Man Choi, who's now on the IL, didn't get a single hit while he was healthy. Garrett Cooper, who hasn't didn't really done much. Scott Barlow hasn't really done a whole lot. He had that good one appearance after getting on a plane and going to Colorado. Like I give props to him for doing that, but then the, I believe the next couple outings didn't perform well. So, yeah, these moves, it's like, I'm glad you enjoyed these rental players that you, and Rich Hill, don't forget about Rich Hill, right? Jeez Louise, nine runs that he allows. I love that he's straightforward with the media, but he's not, he should not be in the starting rotation. Maybe he should be because they're not a real postseason contender right now. But for a team that was trying to make a push to the postseason, Rich Hill is not a guy you should be leaning on once every five days, I don't think. And we'll see if they continue to roll out Rich Hill or if they make the switch to Pedro Avila. We'll see. And at this point right now, this doesn't have to do with the deadline, but Joe Musgrove, please just... Don't go on the mound the rest of this season. If, if they keep playing like this, don't go back on the mound. I don't want you to risk getting hurt again and maybe having to miss part of next season. Like, just, just be ready for next season. 
make sure that you're fully healthy going in the offseason so you can have a fully productive, healthy offseason. You can go in strong to spring training. Hopefully you don't accidentally drop a dumbbell or a kettlebell, whatever it was, on your foot. Hopefully you don't run on turf, um, you know, barefoot and burn your feet or whatever the heck happened there. And you can have a healthy 2024. Like that's what you should be focused on right now. Be focused on getting healthy and be ready for next year. Because this year, sadly, it's just not the year. And I think some Padres fans are starting to recognize that. Last night, I'm sitting in my seats in 309 and I look at Gallagher Square, and I know it's the first inning. Some people tried to use that excuse on social media. But Gallagher Square was pretty empty. Anyone that saw that picture that I had on social media, on Twitter, and I put it on Instagram on my stories, um, at Talking Friars of Gallagher Square. Here, I'll share my screen so that those on the YouTube audience that didn't see it, sorry for the podcast audience, go look on social media. But here it is. Here's the picture. And that's that's pretty empty right there from Gallagher Square. That that looks like Gallagher Square in what 2018, maybe what it looked like. And this is let me get, I want to get this straight. Okay. Like I'm not trying to bash Padres fans for this, for not packing Gallagher Square on a Monday night. I, I saw that some schools were starting today. I realized that. But Last year when school was in session, Petco was packed because the team was winning. So I don't really buy that excuse. And there was over 38,000 people still in the stands. Like, it was still pretty packed. There were more fans at Petco Park than at probably a lot of stadiums around baseball last night. But you could tell even with a bunch of fans in the stands, it wasn't the same. It didn't feel like the same atmosphere. And it felt like all the Padres fans that were there, they realized just like, the players probably do now as well. This season, it's not going to be what we thought it was going to be. And some fans came to that realization a month ago. Some came to that realization a couple months ago. Same, some came to that realization a couple weeks, a week ago. Maybe some came to that realization when they were sitting in their seat last night and they were holding on to that hope. But if, if there's anyone that still has that hope, like I said on my post-game reaction last night, I think that's foolish hope. It's not happening. I would be, is there a level more than shocked? I would be more than shocked, if that makes sense, if this Padres team makes the postseason. Because that would mean that they have to play better baseball than they have all season long, and the teams ahead of them would have to play mediocre 500 baseball. And I just don't see that combination happening for this Padres team. They already start off the homestand here 0-1. And what's a good homestand? Is it 7-3? Is it... Eight and two. What's an acceptable homestand for the Padres to feel like, okay, maybe they're back in this thing, right? It's going to take a lot of wins on this homestand. And who thinks that they, they're going to go eight and two? Who thinks they're going to go seven and three on this homestand? Because they just lost a series to a team that's coming up next. They're playing a team that is the best team in the American League, and they're playing a Miami Marlins team that obviously is a better team than the Padres are this year, results wise because they're in a playoff spot, you know? So, yeah, I, I think right now I'm going to continue talking about the games, you know, and doing my pregame thoughts, postgame reaction, and I'm going to try to do some more live shows more consistently here for you guys and continue to talk about the games. But I think a lot of this now for these last, the last month and a half of this season is probably going to be 
talking about what's going to happen in the offseason. What should happen? How can they improve this ball club? Should AJ be gone? The Bob Melvin stuff, Ryan Flaherty, Juan Soto, and maybe an extension there. Like, I think that's going to be a lot of the talk. And then it, I think a lot of the talk, obviously, is going to it's going to be reflection on this 2023 season, where it went wrong. Probably a look back at some of the just the heart wrenching, the kick in the nuts games that the Padres have had this year. I don't know if I'll do a show on some of the good moments from this year because there have been some, but obviously a lot of it has been disappointing, frustrating. Why do I keep watching this team baseball? You know, I know why I do because I, I'm a Padres fan. I always have been. Like, I'm just going to watch the team even if they suck. If they suck as much as the A's, I'm going to continue to watch them. Um, but for some other fans, you're probably thinking, why do I keep watching this team? It's not like I have to go talk about them or write about them or do anything, you know, tomorrow for a job or anything like that. I can just turn it off and go watch Netflix or go watch another team, go watch something else and take a break and be okay. Like, but some fans, you know, you're just fans of the team and you just keep doing it to yourself because that's just what you do. You're just used to watching the Padres and you're going to keep doing it until probably the end of the season, even when they are eliminated from postseason contention, you're going to still continue to watch the team because that's just what the diehard Padres fans do. All right, quick break, and then I'm going to get to the chat. Check out Gaglion Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionbros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. Okay, going to the chat here. Greasy Strangler says, cancel the parade. Yeah, I mean, that that parade was canceled months ago, probably. Uh, Irie says, one of these days we're going to see a Ben Fadden blow-up live stream going to start in his backyard with an axe chopping down his orange tree while yelling at the Padres. Yeah, I'm not... I know there's some fans that go on YouTube or put out videos of them just going nuts after every Padres game and being outraged. And if that's how some Padres fans want to react to this team, I'm not going to say that you can't react that way, but that's just not who I am. I get pissed off. Sure. I think people that watch this show or listen to this show, every one of the episodes, like at some point they know when I am generally pissed off and I am pissed off right now, but like they know, like emotionally, they can hear it in my voice where I'm like going off, right? For me, I'm kind of just numb to it now on these losses. And a lot of it's just disappointment, you know, in my voice. And so I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't think you should be waiting for me to go <laughs> have one of those blow up live streams. I, I think I get animated at times and. You know, whenever the Ryan Flaherty discussion comes up, I get animated. Yeah, because I think that would be stupid for AJ to go hire Ryan Flaherty. I don't even know if AJ should be hiring another manager, right? Why should he even get that opportunity? Uh, but now I'm just kind of used to it, used to the disappointment. So I'm going to keep talking about it because I love the team. But yeah, it's, it's just more disappointment in my voice. But that's just not how I 
am going to react. You know, I'll be pissed off on my post-game reactions right after a game, but I'm not going to be yelling for 20 minutes and go insane. That's just because that's not I, I want to be authentic to my viewers, my listeners. I'm not going to put on an act if that's not actually who I am, you know. TN says if they lose the next two games with Waka and Snell pitching, there is literally no way for them to make the playoffs. They would need to go 30 and 11 the rest of the way. Yeah, if that's true, I mean, yeah, I already don't think they're going to be a postseason team and they're going to have to have so much go right for them to be a postseason team. But yeah, if they can't win Waka returning tonight, if Waka pitches well, and Blake Snell, who is obviously their best starting pitcher, healthy. And could go win the NL Cy Young this year. If they can't win those games, yeah, that's that's going to be the knockout blows, probably. I mean, they have some chances to win against the D-backs and the Marlins, but even then, the homestand probably isn't good enough if they get swept by the Orioles here. Now, with Michael Walker tonight, what should we expect from Walker tonight? 80 pitches? 80, 90 pitches, maybe? And hopefully he can go long enough where it's like six innings of work. Maybe that's asking too much of him in his first start back. His last action was a simulated game, I believe, in Peoria because the team was in Arizona, so it just made sense for him to do that. Yeah, five, five, five and a third, five and two thirds, six innings maybe, and then you hand it off to the bullpen, which the bullpen, by the way, I mean, it's it's rested. It's in a pretty good spot because Hader hasn't pitched in forever. Suarez had a day off. Barlow hasn't pitched since the 11th. Wilson hasn't pitched since the 11th. Uh, Cosgrove, he pitched yesterday, but Martinez has had a day off. Kerr hasn't pitched since the 11th. And Avila, after 54 pitches on the 12th, he's had a couple days off. So they've got a lot of options down there after Waka tonight. And Jack Flaherty's on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles. He's not the same guy that he used to be. And what I mean by that is like when the Padres faced the Orioles, not the Orioles, excuse me, when the Padres faced the Cardinals, when Mike Schilt, who's obviously on the Padres coaching staff now, was the manager for Jack Flaherty. And that was 2020. And Flaherty, it was short season. Actually, his ERA wasn't as good as I thought. 2019 is, I think, the year that I'm thinking about. 2020, yeah, the Flaherty faced the Padres in the wildcard series, but he had a 2.75 ERA in 2019. And he hasn't gotten back to that level since then. Um, so far this year, 4.43 ERA with St. Louis, 3.27 ERA so far with the Orioles, 11 innings with the Baltimore Orioles when he, uh, after getting traded from St. Louis. And St. Louis, obviously, they've been even worse than the Padres this year, which is kind of hard to do. Um, and his ERA plus 131, which I believe is good because average ERA plus, I think is 100. So the, I know ERA, you want it low, but like 2019, his best year, his ERA plus was 152. So yeah, higher, the better. He plays fourth in Cy Young that year. So we'll see what performance the Padres will see from Jack Flaherty tonight, and hopefully they'll be able to score a run before the sixth inning, which is something that they were not able to do last night. I mean, look at the big guys in the lineup, right? We saw that first game in Arizona where the offense went off. There was the team meeting, obviously, after the Seattle game. 
There's, I think there was the day off, right? Then the Arizona series, they scored 10 runs. And I forget the numbers, but Xander had like a three-hit game. He homered. It was amazing production. I think there was eight runs driven in, eight runs scored. I forget what the actual number was here. Here it is. I have it right here in my notes. Bogarts, Kim, Tatis, Machado, and Soto. That was that first Arizona game where they won 10-5. 12 hits combined, 8 runs driven in, 8 runs scored. That was not the case yesterday. And this isn't Kim, but Tatis, Soto, Manny, Bogarts, Cronoworth. Those are guys that have big contracts, or Soto going to get a big contract. Don't know if it's from the Padres, but he'll get a big contract from someone. Those guys combined to go for two he combined to go two for fifteen last night. A whopping two hits last night between those guys. That's not gonna win you games. I know that you do have to rely somewhat on some other guys, but come on. The core of your lineup didn't do really anything last night. You know? Tying run up at the plate in the ninth inning, Manny up and grounds into a double play instead of potentially hitting a game-tying home run, little things like that, right? Maybe teasing some Padres fans and then ending up disappointing Padres fans to end the night. Uh, Dave says, like these weekday daytime shows, great job by Ben and company. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, I don't know how big of an audience I'm going to get for these shows, but I don't really do it for the big audience i mean it, it's great the more padres fans that are in here but as long as there's some padres fans in here that are enjoying it and those that aren't watching live obviously they can watch it on replay or they can go listen to it on the podcast platforms uh, but also like sometimes i'm at the padres game so i do my post game reaction when i'm home it's a little bit later and so when i start the show probably some padres fans are going to be in bed so you know, what's the point of doing it then as well? Uh, but when, like, the day a series ends, so tomorrow I'll probably do a show when I come home because I'm just wrapping up the series there. I feel like I should do a show then. But when a series continues, maybe I'll do it, you know, in the morning like this. And those that want my post-game reaction, well, it's there already on, on YouTube uh, from last night. It was from outside Petco. Dave says Hedges is a stooge. We'll get to those comments. Yeah. Matt says, <laughs> Matt says Austin Hedges versus Austin Nola. Underdog fantasy 0 0.05 hits from 2023 to 2020. Excuse me. 2023 to 2048. Hammer the under. Yeah. Uh, well, Hedges, I'm, he'll probably get a hit, but I get your point. Yeah. Um, two. Not very good offensive catchers, to put it nicely. Yes, I will definitely get to those comments, but I want to get to some people in the chat here before I get to those. Carlos says, will the Padres be throwing parades for when the 2023 season is over? Maybe. A lot of Padres fans want this season to be over. You know how last year we didn't want this season to end? This year it's pretty much the opposite. Devin says, Padres are the most unclutched team in baseball, whereas the Orioles have been the most clutch when it matters most. 
not the most clutch, but they've been up there for sure. And the Padres have been down there. Uh, Nisbo Z33 says, at least this dude isn't delusional thinking the Padres are still making the playoffs. Yes, I, I stopped thinking that a while ago. I forget when I exactly like wrote the Padres off and said I don't think they're going to go anywhere. I don't, I mean, I don't think they're going to be a postseason team. But yeah, it's not like I just started having that opinion. I mean, like I said, I wanted this Padres team to sell at the deadline and obviously to sweep against the Rangers. That was that put those hopes to bed. Like that, that was just not going to happen. Steven says, I'd love to know what Garrett Cooper really thinks about coming from a scrappy Marlins team, fighting for a wild card spot compared to the overly talented but no fight Padres. He's, yeah, he's been here for a short period of time, so I don't know how much thoughts he would have, like unfiltered, if, like, you know, he was just talking to a friend or something. But I, I, I assume he, he liked his time with the Miami Marlins. He obviously had pretty much his whole career there his whole major league career there before getting traded here. And he was part of that 2020 playoff team that I think won a playoff series. I think they went and beat the Cubs at Wrigley in that short postseason series. So, yeah, I mean, his manager was Skip Schumacher, who who left the Padres to, I think, go be with the Cardinals and then left the Cardinals to go be with the Marlins. He was supposed to, I think, be a bench coach for the Cardinals or be on their coaching staff, but he also, but he got the Marlins job. He might have been with the Cardinals for one year, but he got the Marlins gig, obviously, and he went. Didn't I forget? I know I talked about it earlier this season, but Skip he did have some comments about the Padres, about how like things should be run. I want to say I forget exactly the comments, but he said. He said something about the Padres earlier this season on, I think, the Dan Levitard show. Um, continuing to go through the chat here. Yeah, I did see that, Devin. Jorge Alfaro just signed with the Marlins. I think that's on a minor league deal. Yeah, are we, are we missing his clutchness or what? I mean, I'm pretty happy with the catching situation, to be honest, right now with Gary and Campy. I think that's something that's one of the least of, of the Padres worries right now. Yeah. I, I see people talking about how do you blow this Matt ass in the chat? How do you blow it up? No one is taking those contracts except Soto. Yeah. The Padres in terms of like the future, the Padres, they can't blow it up. Look at the bullpen as well. Don't even, you don't even have to look at the long-term contracts of this team with Manny and Tatis and Xander and Cronoworth and Darvish and Musgrove. But look at guys in the bullpen. I know Garcia, I think he's a free agent at the end of the year, but there's a bunch of guys that are under contract. Like they have multiple years of control. I want to go through this Padres bullpen here. It's going to take me a while to pull up the spot track. So I'll just go to the bullpen chart that I put out every day and try to remember their contract by memory. So, Hater, okay, you'll replace him. But look at all the other guys. Suarez is here. Barlow is here. Wilson is here. Cosgrove is here. Martinez is here. Ray Kerr is here. Pedro Avila is probably there. Right? 
that's six, seven guys in the bull, currently in the bullpen that have contracts for at least next season with the Padres. So unless you trade guys or DFA guys or put them in the minors, how are you going to blow the bullpen up either? And with the rotation, there's Musgrove, there's Darvish. And we'll see who else is there after that. So you can make changes there and bring in some guys for the rotation. But right now, the best starting pitchers in the farm system, those guys are like at single A, at high A, maybe at double A a little bit. But it's not like they're ready to go at triple A. Weathers is gone. Kinnear's Tommy John. Jackson Wolf is gone. Jay Groom, I guess, but he has struggled mightily at times this year with El Paso. So we'll see there. Kevin Copps just got called up, by the way, to AAA from AA San Antonio, former guest of the show, by the way. So congratulations to him on that. He's a reliever, so maybe you add him to the bullpen at some point next year. Uh, I think there's Adam Mazur. There's, is it Yairo Inciarte? Yeah, I think. I think that's his name. He maybe could come up, maybe as a starter or reliever next year. So there's some guys, but there's not a lot. There's not as much as some other teams have, even contenders have, that they can be like, no, it's okay, you guys can walk and we'll just bring up these top prospects. No, Lesko and Snelling, guys like that, those guys are down further. So it's, it's yeah, you're not really blowing this thing up. It's going to be some retooling. And it's going to have to be the start players performing better next season, for sure. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com All right, continuing to go through the chat here. 
All right. I want to get to the Austin Hedges, Eric Hosmer thing that happened. Austin Hedges went on the Chris Rose rotation, or I think it's called Chris Rose rotation. He was speaking with Chris Rose. It's John Boy Media. He, Chris Rose is obviously under John Boy Media now. He's been there for, I think, a couple years now. His show, Austin Hedges joined. He is, I think, a pretty routine guest. Comes on. He's been on there multiple times. He's one of the co-hosts there of that show. And he was discussing experiences that he's had with the Padres. And he they got on the topic of Eric Hosmer. So after this break, I will play that audio for you. And then obviously give my thoughts on that. I want to tell you about the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's underdog fantasy. They have great pick'em games and best ball tournaments. In pickup games, just pick higher or lower on two to five players' stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can go cross-team, cross-league, and even cross-sport. Best ball revolves around the draft, which is what every fan loves the most about fantasy, and it eliminates the hassle of having to manage your roster all season long, resulting in a fun and easy fantasy product. How does it work exactly? You enter a contest where you participate in a snake draft against other users. That lineup that you drafted competes against every other draft in the entire contest. The better the combined performance of your team, the more money you win. After your lineup is all played, Underdog will take the best performing players and automatically set them as your starting lineup. That's it. No waivers, no trades, no worrying about who to start or sit. After you complete your draft, your part is done. Underdog Fantasy offers best ball in a variety of ways, including daily contests, weekly contests, playoff contests, and season-long contests. You can either enter into these and compete against thousands of other entrants for huge prizes, or if you'd like, you can enter into a private draft with friends and family to compete for a smaller prize pool. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Sign up now by clicking the link in the description or by using the promo code TALKINGFRIERS and you'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 free. If you deposit $10, you get $10 free. All right, so again, going to the Austin Hedges comments. This was to Chris Rose on the Chris Rose rotation. John Boy Media. And Chris Rose, he had a question to Austin Hedges about who is the best leader that Austin Hedges has ever had as a teammate. Austin Hedges picked Eric Hosmer. And then Hedges went on and described how, I think he's referring to the Padres, I don't know if he's referring to Padres fans, but I think he's referring to the Padres and their treatment of Eric Hosmer. He said the Padres treated Eric Hosmer terribly. Here is the audio of that. Absolutely terrible. Uh, just, they just didn't understand what they had. Um, and if you ask any of his teammates there throughout that whole time, um, 100% of the ones that I've talked to would say the exact same thing I'm saying right now. Um, and the thing that that guy brought to a room, to a, to a team, it, is it's worth wins um and you know but if you're but if your OBS isn't isn't sexy enough for for some of the for some of the nerds then um you're just not a valuable player and in, in my mind eric osborne is an extremely valuable player it still is it's terrible terrible how they treat it. 
All right, Austin Hedges. So the nerds, so the OPS. If the OPS isn't sexy enough for the nerds, uh, he thinks Hosmer equals wins. I mean, does any team employ Eric Hosmer? Like, right, what I should say is, is Eric Hosmer on any Major League Baseball team right now? He's getting paid by one, the San Diego Padres. But the Cubs are no longer employing Eric Hosmer. The Red Sox, who traded for him, no longer employing Eric Hosmer. So I don't think it's just the Padres terribly treating Eric Hosmer a certain way. Like, Austin, I get it. You're probably good friends with Eric Hosmer, and you thought he was a good teammate and a good leader. And, by the way, Austin Hedges, he's not the only Padre that has said that about Eric Hosmer. So I'm sure he is correct about Eric Hosmer being a lovable, great clubhouse guy. But that does not equal wins. Unlike what Austin says. It doesn't. Ha-Sung Kim, this season, has a 5.9 war. And he's not making anywhere close to what Eric Hosmer made per season with the San Diego Padres. Eric Hosmer is being paid, I think, $13 million this year by the Padres to do nothing, to not be in that dugout. Just think about that. And Hassan Kim is making less than that and is performing tremendously well in one season. Eric Hosmer had a 3.7 baseball reference war in 596 games with the Padres. He hurt the Padres more than he helped them. Right? He has a positive war, but he should have a much higher war based on what the heck he was being paid. That's for sure. And I'm sorry. I think the Padres actually treated Eric Cosmer pretty well because I think other teams would have cut bait on him earlier than the Padres did. The Padres didn't trade him in 2021. And guess what? Even with that great clubhouse guy, the team collapsed. Didn't make the playoffs in 2018. Didn't make the playoffs in 2019. And Eric Cosmer, he was replaced by Jake Cronenworth a little bit in that short 2020 season when the Padres made the playoffs. 2021, no playoff appearance. 2022, not that impressive. And then Eric Cosmer gets dealt. And guess what happens after that? That same exact season. The Padres go and go farther than they ever have since 1998 without Eric Hosmer on this baseball team. Is that a coincidence or is there a reason behind that? Why is that? If his clubhouse leadership was so important, wouldn't the Padres have kept him on the roster for 2022? Right? Like, there's other leaders in that clubhouse. And what you do on the field, especially when you're making that amount of money, it matters more than what you mean in the clubhouse and you being this good teammate. Because there's other guys that can be teammates and good teammates and good people in that clubhouse. There's other leaders in that clubhouse. Eric Hosmer is not the only leader on the face of the earth. You know? And so I think he was referring to the Padres treating Eric Hosmer this way. But if he's directing this towards Padres fans... And like they didn't realize how good they had it or, or what they had with Eric Osborne. And if he's directing that towards us, give me a break, Austin. 
we helped pay Eric Hosmer's contract. Okay. He didn't like embrace the Padres community. He didn't really embrace Padres fans. And you can say, oh, well, the Padres fans crapped on him the whole time. No, 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 not the whole time. He had a chance at the beginning of his Padres tenure. And he just didn't live up to expectations. So when you're making that much amount of money and you're not living up to expectations, I'm sorry, fans are going to get pissed off. And I'm sorry, you're making more money than any Padres fan, most Padres fans are ever going to see in their lives, okay? So I think you'll be fine. You can deal with it. There are people that are making a lot less money than you that get booed, right? That fans don't like them. And let's look at the difference between Eric Hosmer and Matt Carpenter, right? Carpenter hasn't played in weeks, but does any Padres fan hate Matt Carpenter or do they just not like that he didn't perform, right? Maybe some don't like that he's taking up a roster spot, even though I don't think the Padres really need that extra roster spot just based on how the roster is constructed. But that's another story. That's another topic, right? But people don't hate Matt Carpenter. There's Padre fans that really don't like Eric Hosmer, right? And I'm one of those people. And I think part of that is because you didn't see these quotes from Eric Hosmer that Matt Carpenter has about, I'm willing to do whatever it takes for the team. And, you know, he's, being a great mentor and all that. Like, sure, you've seen, like, Hosmer, good clubhouse guy and all that. So maybe he was doing that. But he didn't seem so accepting of a role if he wasn't going to be starting. Like, if he was in Matt Carpenter's role right now with the Padres, would he be taking it the same as Matt Carpenter is? You know, there's just a different vibe with Matt Carpenter. And so Padres fans, I'm not seeing them hating on Matt Carpenter. They're just frustrated that the contract hasn't worked out and he just hasn't played well, right? But there's a difference between those two things, you know? Eric Hosmer, I didn't see him in a bunch of Padres community posts or anything like that, going out in the community, caring about Padres fans. And he didn't try to get better is what it felt like, right? Like, there were times where it's like, dude, try to change something. And it just felt like he had the mentality of, well, I'm a four-time gold glove winner or whatever, all-star, all-star MVP, World Series champ. It got me here, so I'm going to keep doing it. Sometimes you have to evolve. You have to change. You have to do what's best for the team. And it didn't feel like that he did that. So... Sorry, you're going to get boos and you're going to get crapped on by Padres fans because they're spending their hard-earned money to come watch you play and then you disappoint with your performance, looks like you don't really care, that's going to rub off. That's going to be a bad look to Padres fans. So I think Padres fans are totally fine with what they've done with Eric Hosmer. Austin Hedges, I think, I mean, come on, man. It's terrible how they treated Eric Hosmer. They didn't understand what they had. I think the Padres have been great to vets who have been underperforming, right? They've overpaid some players. They gave Matt Carpenter that contract. They gave Nelson Cruz a contract. 
They kept Eric Hosmer longer than they should have. They still have Matt Carpenter on the roster. They kept Austin Nola longer on the roster than he probably should have been. There's a lot of different instances where I think they've treated vets really well, giving contracts to veteran players that probably shouldn't get a contract. You know, I think they've treated contract uh, veterans pretty well in San Diego. Maybe that's just me. Let's see what some people in the comments think about this. Okay. Let's see here. Carlos, thank you so much for the super chat here. I did see that. Thank you. I appreciate you. And Carlos, he went straight to the front of the line because, again, it, it separates those comments into a different category for me. So it makes it very easy for me to see that stuff there. Okay. Um, yeah, I know. There's some Dodger trolls in here. I, I'm going to try to scroll past those guys. I mean, thank you for coming in and taking your time to watch a Padres show. Don't know why you're wasting your time doing that, but okay. Uh, no, Eric Hosmer is not on the Cubs. I see someone in the chat here. No, he, I think, was DFA'd and then released by the Cubs. Yeah, they were done with that. Once they had Matt Mervis come up, and they have Trey Mancini still. And guess what? When Eric Cosmer is DFA'd, the Cubs have been playing like over 500 baseball since then. So it's not just the Padres, but Hosmer left the Padres and LCS. Left the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox, they are, they've done pretty good at times this season without Eric Cosmer, right? They bring in Justin Turner. The Red Sox, they're six games over 500 right now. Three games back of a wild card. Would they be that with Eric Hosmer on the team playing all the time? Don't know. Probably not. And then the Cubs, obviously. The Cubs find themselves right in the thick of things without Eric Hosmer on the team. Is that a coincidence? Or is that partly Eric Hosmer? Um... I don't see a ton of comments on like the Eric Cosmer stuff. So unless there's any more questions, any more comments, some of you have for me, excuse me. Sorry about that. Any more questions or comments? I'll wait a little bit for that. If not, then I think that'll be it. Again, tonight, Padres and the Baltimore Orioles. 640 is going to be the first pitch. And the pitching matchup for tonight, it'll be Michael Walker returning. For the Padres, and then it'll be Jack Flaherty on the other side of things for the Baltimore Orioles, and then tomorrow, it should be Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres. Should be. We'll see if that... that I believe that was the probables going into the series. So yeah, 640 tonight. And will Ben Gamble get in the lineup at some point here over the next week? Maybe. He was called up yesterday because of the G-Man Choi, obviously, IL stint. But, again, the way the roster is constructed, it's going to be pretty much the same lineup day in, day out. Right? Soto, Tatis, Grish, 
Cronoworth, Kim, Bogarts, Manny, Gary or Campy catching. Like, it's it, they're playing every day, right? The only change probably is going to be like who's DHing, and maybe they'll flip flop guys. Maybe have a position player get them off their feet for a day. Maybe at some point because of urgency, maybe they'll have Gary DH Campy catch or vice versa. We'll see, but it, it's the same lineup. That's just what it's going to be. Devin says, Austin Hedges needs to hit better, not bashing a team who treats vets well. Yeah. And another thing about Hedges, he was bashing the nerds about, oh, well, some nerds, maybe they don't think the OPS is good enough. <coughs> Sorry, I got something in my throat there. What the heck? He, he was like bashing like the nerds and the, the OPS, right? And it's like, do you know that you're in Major League Baseball because of some of the numbers, the defensive metrics and the advanced numbers that these nerds see? That's why you're valued by some teams because of your defense and some of these numbers that casual or other baseball fans, you know, they don't really care about. They don't look at that. That's why you're in baseball. So maybe don't bash the nerds and the numbers and sorry, the numbers are what matters most, right? Win losses, numbers, offensive production, numbers, leadership matters, no doubt. But if you suck, then I'm sorry, the leadership, it, it's, it's going to get, it's not going to balance out your bad performance. The bad performance is going to be looked at more than, oh, what does he bring to a clubhouse? What? There's the 25 other guys in that clubhouse, clubhouse aren't leaders. They can't lead at all. Like, come on. All right. That's going to do it. Talking Friars episode 446. Thank you so much for the time. Reminder to visit gaglionbros.com. Their main location on Friars Road, they're at Petco Park, so you can enjoy them. Great cheesesteaks, garlic fries. You can enjoy them the rest of this Padres season, the rest of this Padres homestand. Breaking tea, great standing of sports swag. Click the link in the description. Underdog Fantasy, I will have my Underdog Fantasy pregame pick, as always, in my pregame thoughts later today. And then $20 off your SeatGeek order with the code TALKINGFRIARS. All right. See you, everybody. Thanks so much for watching and listening. See you later. <laughs>